And now, the show you've all been waiting for. Only on JRootRadio.com. Tens of thousands of listeners. Bringing you the very best in Jewish music. Leo Shishi with Yoili. And here's your host, Yoili Carr. Yes, and yeah, the host, not Yoli Carr. And this is a Thursday night and we have... A basically replacement, as Yoli uh, said, uh, you know, it keep uh, changing this uh, the summertime and summer, you know, as a little bit time with his family. And we have, uh, yes, introduce yourself, uh, dear host. <laughs> this is Marty Zeiger replacing Yoli. Not that Yoli is ever uh, replaceable, but I will do my best to try to uh, sit in for him. Just a few weeks ago, we sat over here, all the head counselors. It's a little bit different over here tonight. I'm sitting with my good friend, Uncle Nyman. Hello, hello, how are you? And uh, Baruch Hashem, we have a, a lot of interesting things planned for tonight. Yes. Uh, we're going to begin with a little bit of Lebedek, a little bit of music from the brand new album from Shloyme Simcha. just came out yesterday. Enjoy. Ani Ma'amin. Ani Ma'amin. Oh, 
Yes, אני מאמין, we, אני מאמין, yes. How beautiful, שלמה שמחה has been lost for so many years, we haven't heard from him and comes out with a brand new album. Yankel, I think you're a big fan of שלמה שמחה, for many years we've been hearing about him. Huge fan. And ברוך השם, it's great to hear from him again. So here we are. אני מאמין, you know, I really believe, no? Any moment. You know, it's amazing, somebody told, my Rebbe said many years ago, it's easier to say the word אני מאמין a hundred times than to believe one time. We have to believe. Yeah. We, I believe it. So, uh, uh, I'm coming right. Yes, okay. First of all, we have to listen to our support, you know, one, one of our supporters, biggest supporter. Me and my pal say everything is fine, say everything is fine, say everything's all right. Mm. Got myself a brand new car and plaza, hold on, DC. Me and my pal say everything is fine. Visit us at 2715 Oldsford Avenue in Brooklyn or call us at 718-975-9000. Yes, uh, you are, uh, by the way, you are, you are a pal? I, I'm definitely your pal, yes. Okay, <laughs> okay. So you know, what, you know what we're doing? After you get the car, what are you doing? You basically cross the street in Oldsford Avenue and go 20... Uh, 28, one second, 2817, uh, and go to Nash Express, Misada Betam Shalima. And what do you take over there? The best children. And if you're there right now, you know, you just t- say hello to Chico and Moshe Benabu and Sharon and Luigi and all the guys over there and just say that you heard them on uh, Jerry's radio. You know, how do I know that the chunt is really good there? Yeah. When you said the word, taste the chunt, <laughs> your face lit up. It must be delicious. Yeah, to be the best chunt. You know, really. And just, you know what? I was in Israel and uh, visit my son over there. And Sunday sitting Shabbat in Suda. And some guys from Brooklyn come and said, no, you don't believe, you know, I eat the best chunt over. It's by Nash Express. And it's not joking. <laughs> it's really something. Test it. Well, the best chunt, we just came from a meeting, our first Israeli meeting. We sell Israeli together. I know people don't want to hear this word. But believe it or not, we benched Rishchidosh last week. And this Shabbos is uh, Shabbos Elul. Yes. And when Elul starts, we know that it's exactly one month to Rosh Hashanah. 
which we'll speak about. You know, speaking about El, I was thinking about something. You get asked this question all the time. Listen, think about it. Every single year, we're rushing, we're rushing tshuva. There's bumper stickers, and there's in the shul's papers, and everyone's all over the place. Let's do tshuva. Avoid the El rush to tshuva. Now they're advertising in, in Av already. And the question is that so many people ask, how many times can we fool the Rabbi Nishalayim? I mean, the whole year we'll do whatever we do, every person on his own, whatever it is, and suddenly comes El, and we start running, and we do tshuva. Does the Abishter really allow himself to be fooled? So what do you want to say? You know, first of all, that's we are basav adam. What do you say? We are, when we're talking to our Avinu Shabashamayim, we said, Avinu Shabashamayim, we are just a flesh and meat. We're just nothing. And true, we are allowed, we have some kind of opening, excuse to Abba Shalom that yes, the Yetzirah is Me'esh and we, can, uh, we cannot, uh, you know, uh, avoid it. We try to do the best. And one thing that we, I, I am doing it and we, we, in the last, I would say, five years, what we're doing is basically repair, prepare yourself a report card, what you did all year, and give yourself a mark. Give yourself a mark. How you behave to your to your parents? How you behave to your spouse? How you behave to your kids? How do you uh, how much you learn? How much you did? You know, and give you t- marks every time. What do you feel? Because what they said up that what the Mishnah said that uh, if you have din shalmata and din shalmana, then when you judge yourself down, fav- I'm talking about objective. Try to be as objective as possible. So up, they will said, you know what? You judge yourself. I mean, you can. <laughs> so this this something that very uh, that's my my way. I would say that really I have to judge. You know, one thing that you know, let, let, you know, where we come back like you know, a very serious topic, and it's a very serious topic. But you know, it's Lel Shishi, and uh, we have to uh, a little bit give some. Uh, this this is not uh, such a serious topic. It's, it's just it's a good very, topic. It's a good topic. So it's a good topic. So but I'll tell you. Yes. Okay. There's two. There's two. I found. And first of all, is the famous story. The Sabbath Kedisha, the Hilgrim Zisha, he used to they'd say a story that he would, every single night he would cry to the Ebishter that he wants to be good. He said, and even though I said this yesterday to you already, but today I really mean it. Okay, that's one Mahalach. But there's a beautiful marshal that I want them heard and I would like to share with you. This uh, unbelievable, talented uh, jeweler, silversmith, jeweler, he was uh, called into the king. King said, Next year, for my birthday, I want you to make me a goblet that's never been made before. And he just recently had seen the work of this uh, jeweler, and he said, you're the guy. You have exactly one year, the most beautiful, largest, gorgeous becher, goblet that you've ever made. So he tells him exactly what he wants, and he asks the jeweler, what's it going to, what's it going to take? And the jeweler says, well, you have to understand, I'm going to need 15 pounds of, of gold and 7 pounds of silver, and we need 35 rubies and 15 diamonds. And then he goes through the whole entire uh, shopping list of what he needs, and the king gives him a letter saying he can get whatever he needs. And he goes to the, to the palace, and he gets everything that he's supposed to have. And he takes it home, makes a judgment to himself. He says, listen, I know how this thing, it's going to take me about six months to build, to make so I'm going to take it easy a little bit. But of course he's taking it easy. He's not working. He doesn't have any money. So he says, listen, I took gold and silver, but there's always a little bit extra. He takes off 
a couple ounces of gold and he sells it and he lives and it's going to schmack and he has extra money and he's feeling good about himself and he starts to take more and he takes a little bit of silver, he takes a couple of rubies, he takes a diamond and before he turns around, it's 11 months have gone by, he's lived the life of a millionaire but nothing was made and there's hardly any of the material left and he realizes in exactly one month the birthday party of the king is coming and nothing was done. And for the next 30 days, all he does, he's 24-7, 24-6, like J-Root Radio, 24-6, he makes this most magnificent, beautiful goblet. The only problem is, there was very little material left. So instead of having this huge koishal he has this tiny little schnapps glass. But it is the most beautiful schnapps glass that he's ever seen in his life. And it comes the day of the birthday, and he goes into the palace, and he sets this cup down on the king's plate. But he's shaking, he's sweating, he's petrified. He knows that this is the last day of his life. Because the minute the king's going to see this, he's going to order him to be killed. And he stands and he hides in the corner behind the a, behind a curtain. And sure enough, the king walks in and he sits down and he looks at this goblet and his eyes turn red and his face starts to sweat and he starts to shake the anger but the moment the first minister walks by and governor and all the people start walking by and they look at this goblet and they say wow this is the most beautiful goblet we've ever seen in our lives and the king hears it a thousand times that night by the time the birthday party is over he calls over the jeweler and the silversmith and he says to him listen you messed up terrible however you proved to me what you were able to do in just one month. Now I see what you can really do in an entire year. So I'm giving you another year to do it. This is what Elul is. A person says, you know, I messed up an entire year. I did whatever I did. But one Elul comes and we put in the Kaychis and we give it a Geshmak and our davening is with a Bren. And the Rabbani Shalom says, wow, look what you were able to do with this one month. I'm going to give you another year of health so you should have another chance to really fix it up. This is... Uh, one way to look at it. Wow, beautiful. Uh, really uh, very good, Mashal, and very good and unbelievable. Before I continue, I just yes. want to give the text line for anyone that wants to text in 347-927-8398. And anyone that would like to call in, we're going to have topics that you could call in about if you have any questions or comments. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. Five eight five eight. Okay, so for our listeners in uh, Lakewood right now, the the host tonight is Moti Zeiger, and no, this I just responded the text oh. to a uh, very important uh, listener from uh, Lakewood, and this is a uh, co-hosting Yankel Lyman. Okay, the yeah. one and only Yankel Lyman is a partner of mine. We sell a Sregen Baruch Hashem for I think it's twelve years now together. We had a show there. Do you remember we had a show on Asregim? No. We had a, uh, a couple of years ago. It was uh, right before, I don't remember exactly when it was, but around Asregim season, I assume. We'll talk about that soon. I wanted to speak about a topic tonight, which I thought about, and I spoke to many Mechanchem and Rebbeim and Menalim, and I asked them the following question. What would you want to give over as a message to... I don't know, what do you say, 60, 70,000 people can I know her that are listening to the show right now. What is that message that you would give over that people should know? What I mean by this is as follows. Across the entire Jewish spectrum, and actually I should say in the tri-state area because in other countries it works differently, Yeshiva is starting this coming week. 
the older guys, we have El is is El is Shabbos Sunday, so this month starts on Sunday, and for the Chedorim and the Beis Yaakovs is starting on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, each one on their own. The question is as follows: What can a parent know that will help their child's year, help their child succeed better than they did the year before? What is important and it's a topic that any Rebbe, anybody in Chinuch would like to give, add, they could text in, they could call in, any parent that has any questions, you should feel free and uh, comfortable to give your, uh, your tip. I want to start off this topic with a vert. And the vert is as follows. I saw this in the Sefer. I don't remember which one, so I apologize for not saying it in the name of who said it. We say, we start on uh, Shabbos, on, on, on Rosh Chodesh, we start Ludovid Hashem Oiri. So in Ludovid Hashem Oiri, it's a capital Tehillim, and says that Oiri refers to Rosh Hashanah, Yishi refers to Yom Kippur, and later on we say Ki Yitzpineni B'Sukkah, obviously refers to Sukkot. So the question is simple. We speak about Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, but where is the mention of El? The whole month of El, which is so important, which is a preparation, which in the Sephardi world they say Slich is the entire El, and, and, and in the Ashkenazi world they start uh, before Rosh Hashanah, depending on the year. So the question is, where is the word El mentioned in Ludovit, or is it the Chalal mentioned in Ludovit? And he says as follows. He says that we say at the end of the capital, Lule Hamanti Lirois Bituv Hashem Be'eretz Chaim. So what does it mean? The word lule means for if only. If only. What does it mean if only? So everyone sitting over here understands that we live our lives. Hopefully not everybody, but many people live their lives with the word lule. If only. What does it mean? If only I had gone to a different yeshiva. I would have had better success. I would have been a bigger London. If only my father wouldn't have been so tough with me. If only my boss would give me a better position. If only, if only, if only, if only. So we live with excuses day and night. But with excuses, as you all know, we don't get anywhere. We don't succeed in life just from excuses. So we say, lule. If you take the word lule, the lule means if only. And you flip it around. You say, enough with the excuses. We're going to turn this thing around. Lule that w- turned around instead of Lamed Vav, Lamed Aleph is Aleph, Lamed, Aleph, uh, Vav, Lamed, which is Elul. So the word Lule, if you flip it around, it turns into El. And that is really what tonight's topic is about. Instead of saying, if only I knew, if only I would have done things differently, let's start the year off with a Geshmak, let's start the year off the right way, and we'll be as Hashem succeed and see a lot of Nachas from our kids. Amen. This is very important, you know, this, this is our main topic, I would say, uh, awareness and education, because this is our future in uh, Am Israel, and uh, that's what is carry, carry on, and uh, this is, uh, I would say, that so important that we get feedback from you guys, and uh, from the Mechanchim, and from the parents, what, happen, what, we, can, what we can improve ourselves, and what we can do. Because everything is uh, including Elul, and uh, the rabbis, I guess, I'd say, say so. So we, 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 need, uh, we need a feedback, huh? but, uh, you know. Okay, uh, so I'd like to begin. Starts. I'd like to start by saying as follows. If you don't like anything I'm saying tonight, 
It's not my Torah. If you like what I said, I thought of it all by myself. That's, <laughs> no, but all jokes aside, everything that I'm discussing here is obviously things that I uh, experience on my own. I'm a Rebbe, Baruch Hashem, and a 7th grade Rebbe in Darche Torah, Yeshiva in Farakaway, um, under the leadership of Rabbi Yaakov Bender, who is uh, known in the world as a Mechanach Par Excellence. We're talking about uh, people all over the world are calling him up with questions of Chinuch. And, uh, and uh, I've spoken to different Menalim and Mechanchim about this. So I'd like to start with a couple of very, very important things. The first thing which every single parent and has to know is that if there is a health issue in any way, you have to let the yeshiva know. Whether it's a medication that the boy is on and you don't want anybody to know, whether it's a health issue in the family, these are so important. And I know people say they're keeping it a secret because they want to save the boy when it, or the girl when it comes to Shaduchim. So I just want to make, make you aware that when a child has an attack in yeshiva and nobody knows what it's about, that's way worse for the Shaduchim than if the yeshiva would know how to deal with it on their own. If they'd be prepared and they know what's going to be coming or what's happening or how to deal with it, it can be de- dealt with very quietly. But when the entire yeshiva knows because an ambulance showed up or because the kid's acting up or having an attack, and suddenly the entire yeshiva knows about it, that's way worse for Shaduchim than possibly uh, you could think of. Yeah, you're touching a very, you know, so, so, so wide field, you know, that's like the Shaduchim now, it's really, but uh, it's it's so important to all to all of us to understand again that the, the Rebona Shulam is running the show. You know, people hiding under the carpet. First of all, according to the you're not allowed to do Shaduch if any medical issue without inform the, the other side. Otherwise, is is the ktuba and the chupa is not uh, it's not a face. Okay, but, but, but okay, don't but worry about it later. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll tell them on the on the yeah, fifth okay. date. But we're talking about when it comes to yeshiva. Sometimes I have it in camp every single year. There are boys that you wonder what's happening, and then you find out that the parent uh, said, "You know what? Uh, why should the kid be on medicine throughout the summer?" Whatever it is, it's very, very important that uh, the Manal should know about it and that the Rebbe should know about it. Hopefully, most Manalim or all Manalim that I know are uh, professionals and, and, and real Mechanchem, and uh, there's no reason why you should hide from them anything like that. Um, and, and more than that, it's uh, many, many times there are situations in a home, and if I'm saying anything, and anyone listening right now is uh, talking about your family or hurting you, or insulting you, I apologize. I don't know who you are, and I'm definitely not talking about you. There are situations in today's world where, unfortunately, there are many, many families where one of the parents is... It's a single parenting family, whatever the reason is, whether it's because uh, somebody passed away, loyal, you know, uh, if there's a divorce in the family. Many, many times there's a, one of the parents is sick, and the entire show, the entire family is being run by one parent. And the Ebeshter, you know, made his world that there's two parents and there's a reason for it. There's a, there's a certain role that a mother fills and there's a certain role that a father fills. And there's many times that a boy comes home at night and there's nobody there for him. Whether it means there's nobody there for him to feed him supper, there's nobody there for him to open up a safer with him, to find out how his day was, to discuss with him why he has a scraped knee, uh, his shirt's dirty, he has a black and blue mark on his face, whatever happens when a kid comes home. And 
if the yeshiva doesn't know about it, if the Rebbe doesn't know about it, you're starting with a very, very big issue. Because a Rebbe could be sitting in class every single day and putting in his kayiches and trying to get the, the kid involved and excited. And then he goes home and he has nobody to learn with. He has nobody to do chazara with. And he comes back the next day with absolutely uh, having nothing, haven't done anything at home. When I've been discussing if he didn't eat supper or, or went to sleep at a normal time. And once again, if the yeshiva would know about such a thing, it's sometimes it's as easy as the yeshiva picking up a phone and setting up a chavrusa, giving them meals or whatever it is. These are things that are extremely important and you could save your child from all types of problems if you would only do that. We had a situation... Um, in yeshiva, many years ago, when I was learning with uh, Bacharim, where there was a Bachar that was absolutely uncontrollable. You couldn't deal with him. From one year to the next. One year he was a great boy, and the next year he was totally mamish. You couldn't. And we found out, uh, unfortunately, in the middle of the year, when we went to be Menachem Oval, that he was living home and there was nothing going on. And his mother was very, very sick. And but nobody knew about it. And if only we would have known about it, it would have been so e- so so much easier to deal with the situation. That's uh, regarding letting people know the the, the number one you saw it, and this is what everybody will tell you: is trust the schools. People are so worried you can't trust anybody. Trust the school. You send your son to a yeshiva. You have to trust them. If you're trusting them with your son, you have to trust them with the information that they need, and that they're making the right decisions. And if you have an issue with their decisions, it should be discussed with the yeshiva. But it definitely should not be discussed with the son when he comes home. And this is a, a topic that is very, very important. It's very important. And as I would say, that I'm jumping a little bit uh, forward. But also, this, this is also a pill. Uh, we're talking to the teachers, the morot, the, the, the rabbis, the morot. That if you see something wrong with the kids, to be a little bit sensitive. And try to be melamed schut, you know. This is when we're talking about on both sides. I know that the parents, why sometimes, many times parents lose the trust because they feel that uh, the teacher is not sensitive enough to the to the situation. As you say, they suddenly, suddenly discovered that the kids wasn't uh, was a normal kid. On top. So I said, you can grab the kid, give him an egg, give him, you know, not even just it's dangerous to give an egg to kids now today, you know, but uh, not funny. This is really it's, a, it's not a joke. It's not a joke, but you know, it's something that is show that you care about him. Open the, the situation, even call the parents. I call this. Uh, this is something I know that it's tough to be a rebbe. It's uh, most of the rebbe is underpaid. Most of the rebbe has a problem in the houses. Also, it's their parents. They, 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 hey, they speak said, for your family over here. I'm talking about. Okay, I saw. I said <laughs> oh, most of the parents. I'm t- most of the rebbe that I know. Okay, I want to tell you something. Yes, it's not a hard job to be a rebbe. It, it's not a job, really. You know, I'm speaking from my, my own my own perspective. It's it's not a job. It's it's work, but it's not a job. It's it, a lifestyle. If a person goes into chinuch, you know, there's a lot of things going on. And this Rabbi Yozeri got up and he's dashing about it, and Tor is trying, and and Rabbi Bender's always talking about it. And, and, and Lamai said it's true that Rabbeim do not get paid enough. But the fact is that anyone that's going into chinuch, especially today's days, nobody's going in to become rich. Nobody's going in for the parnasa. Of course, you have to get paid. You have to be able to put food on your table and pay your bills. But anyone that I know that has gone into chinuch in, in the recent past, it, they, they, because they have a drive for it and they feel for it and there's a geschmack. Like I just spoke, my uncle was a Rebbe for 40 years. 40 years. And I had the schos of speaking at his levaya. So you see who the Ben Aftolomaisha Walt, he was a Rebbe in Teresemis. 
And I said, right now, if he, you know, he's going upstairs. The schosim that he has, there's nothing like it, right? He's going upstairs to have thousands of Talmidim lined up over there, the Torah that they learned. But I want to talk about something else. A person does not have to wait until he's nifter. Just walking out of your classroom after a period, and a boy could not understand the Gemara, and he looked at you with those eyes, and you repeated it again, and you jumped around, and you changed your voice, whatever it did to get the focus, and the kid, you see in their eyes that he chapped that Gemara, there's nothing more exciting in the world. There's no money in the world that could fill that sipokanefish, that gishmak. Beautiful. I want to add that because now it's still a show. It's, let's hear a song that uh, it's reflect the, the, the rabbis, okay? Let's go for it. When Rabbi Newman approached me about writing a special song for the Vahar of Nachasna, I immediately grabbed the opportunity to get a tiny chalik in the Vaharavna movement, which strengthens and sweetens Limanat Torah for hundreds of today's Bachar. They lift him on their shoulders and bring him to the Cheder, where he licks the honey off the letters of the Yalif Bays. And with tears they pray to heaven for their precious little gem. May the Torah always be this sweet but as the boy grows older and Gemara leads his day, that passion for his Torah learning slowly fades away. For he struggles with each sugya and he tires from despair. If Gemara is so challenging, doesn't even pay to care. Make it sweet for us again, like the honey that we tasted years before. Because each word is ours to own, until we feel it in our bones, and we'll want to keep on learning more. of what's been accomplished here is to know yourself, to know what you can accomplish and what you still will accomplish. All of us should have the schus to be part of the heart of love. A tiny ray of hope soon begins to show when his Rebbe says Chazara is the key to help you grow to gain clarity and cheshek you must constantly review and you love to learn Gemara when the words speak back to you. With Chazara of his learning, his spirit is revived as the words of Torah penetrate and slowly come alive. His excitement is rekindled and he's dying with his peers. He can finally feel that passion 
that was lost for all those years. Oy, behar even Hashem, make it sweet for us again, like the honey that we tasted years before. Because each word is ours to own, until we feel it in our bones, and we'll want to keep on learning. Just go through a Masechta. Rather, Masechta went through you. It's a Bacha sitting here. In a few minutes, he'll be making his 51st scene. I'm just spoiled from the fact this is four years, and he never missed a day of Chazrin two blood a day. Your eyes are open. You know you're in Oitzah Melech. It's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. When you're kind of Masechta, it kind of becomes like your best friend. Through Chazara again, again, and again, that's what makes you be kind of Masechta. We have Bracham and Ali to walk around and they sleep and they eat and they breathe tomorrow all day long because of this man. You are the heroes of Klyasher. You are royalty of Klyasher. Oh, the power that we share as words of Torah fill the air. Can you imagine that we'd ever come this far? And the Nachas that we'll see might have never come to be If we didn't know how capable we are Make it sweet for us again Like the honey that we tasted years before Because each word is ours to own Until we feel it in our bones Could never be without For I finally feel that sweetness from on high no Hashem Make it sweet, Hashem Make the Torah sweet before I continue, I want to say the text line, 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398, and the studio number, if anybody would like to call in, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. I 
One of the sponsors tonight for tonight's show is Neiman New York. That's a rug store in Lakewood, New Jersey. The elites, only the elites shall be elites, know where to shop. They come down to you, they do the fitting, they deliver it. You're dealing with people, it's not websites. Prices are very, very good. Neiman, New York, check them out, Lakewood, New Jersey. We just heard from Vaharev Noh, from uh, Rabbi Baruch Levine. I want to tell you something. I spent a Shabbos at the Torah Masora Convention, and I had the schus of meeting Rabbi Newman, who started this entire program. Very interesting. Number one, the way he started it was only in his class, obviously, and uh, he did a, a, a geshmak, and he would have them doing chazara, and the boys would write down every single word of taich on top of the gemara, and he'd have them do chazara over and over and over, and, and then at the end of the week, they would have some kind of exciting kiddush. I think they would come to his house, or it would be in the shul. It, it, was, uh, it was a very exciting thing, and slowly but surely, it exploded. And there are boys throughout the entire United States that are doing this Vaharivna program. And they're walking around. There are boys in Dar There's two classes in Dar that follow, that do this Vaharivna program. There are boys, you can walk over to them, that a year ago, I don't know how much Gemara they knew or didn't know. But today, you could tell them a word, a, a, set, a line of Gemara in the Mesechta that they're doing, obviously. And they can tell you exactly what daf and what Omer it's on. You could tell them, who are the, who are the, the, the Amiram? And it's unbelievable. And it's over and over. And Rabbi Newman, we were talking about before about, about the Sipuk, the Yishmak. When he talks about his program, his face, he hardly could speak because his mouth is so, with such a big smile. He, he can't even get a word in it. It's, it's unbelievable. Such a Gishmaka Rabbi, Gishmaka personality, that it's, it's unbelievable. Lamaisa, you know, we were talking about somebody uh, sent in a text that why are there, uh, uh, who comes up with the system? Why are boys and girls off 8 to 12 days before day camp and after? So I, I, I don't have the answer for that. I definitely don't make the system. And I'm definitely not going to fix the system. But I do want to say one thing. That uh, the before, um, usually these things don't happen. But afterwards, there's a new Chalamoid that was just created a couple of years ago. Chazal didn't know to create this Chalamoid, but Baruch Hashem, we are smarter. And we understood that not only Chalamoid Pesach, Chalamoid Sukkot, but now there's a Chalamoid end of the summer. I went with my family to um, Pennsylvania, to uh, Lancaster. And walking around over there, I wasn't sure if there was Miyanim in Lakewood, in Flatbush. I, I, I was sure that all the Yidden left. It's unbelievable. The place was taken over. And uh, the, tour, the people walking around, they aren't sure. They're looking at the Hasidim. They're not sure who are the Amish and who are the Hasidim. <laughs> it's Mamish. It's a Nachas. It was Minyanim in Harrisburg. I was in Harrisburg the first day. 6.45. We're talking people on vacation, right? So you're on vacation, you wake up late. No. Mika Amcha Yisrael. 6.45 in the morning, there is a huge Minyan. Huge. And it's, it's quite clear who is from Harrisburg and who is not from Harrisburg. It was unbelievable. The following days, it was uh, Monday was my first day there, but Tuesday and Wednesday morning, we had a minion in, in the hotel. The hotel was very kind. They gave uh, one of these rooms. I don't want to exaggerate, but there was at least 60 people davening in each of these minyanim. Wow. Unbelievable. And you go around there, it's really, really beautiful, and you see people of all colors and all stripes in, in, for, of Klaistrol. But the, the amazing thing is that you get to spend very, very quality time with the family. I mean, you don't really have this... Uh, a kid goes to camp, you don't really have this time, you know, 
it's 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 a, it's a very special time, and you get to do things that you would never do. You're you're on vacation, so you're you know you let your guard down a little bit, and you jump around and you run around between the things, and and you play uh, you throw hay at each other, and you climb these huge things. I found out uh, that I am able to do things that I wasn't able to do. Yes, today I woke up and I felt more muscles and bones in my body than I ever knew existed, but uh, it's absolutely beautiful. So. To the one that's asking the question, I don't know and I don't have an answer. But if you can use the time wisely and get to know your family a little bit, it also helps if you put away your cell phone during that time. You know, I just think my wife just, just the, this person just uh, uh, texts us back and it's a really great show, Baruch Hashem, and very useful information. And thanks for the chizuk. We have a boy on on the line. I want to say something. Let's hear from. Okay, see what. Hello, you're on the air. I want to say that I really got inspired when I saw the video clip about how much how, uh, how the book was Messiah 51 times and everybody, how they run to the Gemuda and how they learn and how they finish Masechtis. Like, like in the song says, the Masechtis goes through you, not that you go through the Masechtis. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you. I don't know if you have the guts or not. How old are you? 13. How old? 13. 13. Where do you go to Yeshiva? Beyond. Beyond. And I'm, I'm not going to Masefti yet. I and I, I, I assume you don't want to say your name. I'm not even going to ask you for your name. You are inspired and you had the guts to call up and tens of thousands of people are hearing you say how you're inspired. So I'm going to ask you a question. What are you going to do with this inspiration? You know, I get inspired very often. I see something, Chafetz Chaim Heritage Foundation video, and I saw Project Inspire, and I walked out of there, and I was going to grab every Chiloni on the street and bring him into my house, and I was going to build a bigger house just for that. And then, unfortunately, I ate uh, Matzah, Matzah Tishabav, I ate, and I forgot about Project Inspire. So you're inspired. You saw the video. What are you going to do about it? What's the first well, step you're going to do? I already, but it got too hard. Then I started again. And I'm holding basically a middle. I'm not doing it like exactly with the 20 minutes a day, three times a day, but I'm doing it more or less. I found myself a few blood already about that. It's, it's so far it's going good. That's unbelievable. So I'm going to give you a little bit of an idea of what you could do to be Mechazek. The first thing is, take the first Mishnah of the Mesechta. You know what you're learning this year? No, I think sick. I'm not sure. Sicker. Okay, so you start off with the first Mishnah. And you go through the, the Mishnah over and over and over. Exactly. Psilo. You have to go through it. You have to say the Mishnah over and over and over. And when you're going to realize that you know the first Mishnah of Sikha Peh, it's going to give you the drive to go weiter. But if you don't do that first Mishnah, it'll never happen. And you'll see, it's not going to take that many times. I would guess by five to ten times maximum that you repeat this Mishnah Balpeh with the Tach. First of all, the entire Mesechta that you're going to be learning, or first parak, whatever it is, is talking about that, 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 that the, the topic is the Sikkah, and how tall it is, and what's the reason, and that it has to have more shade than sun, and that it has to have three walls, and, 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 so, and so on and so forth, everything that's going on in that Mishnah. But if you know it well, and you feel that it's yours, like that boy says, the Mishnah, the Gemara went through him, if you own that first Mishnah, from there, there's a snowball effect. It's just going to get bigger and bigger and greater and greater. That's right. I finished already three Masechtas. There you so go. I'm almost finished my fourth. Amazing. You should, you should have the Kayichas to continue and to grow to be a true Ben Torah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling. Okay.
That was beautiful. Any boy yes. that has the guts to call in and to say that, call a kavod to him. And it's, how lucky are his parents? Yes, and it really shows that, that it's it's working, you know. Yeah. So no we finish sure. we finish off and we go home and everyone had their great vacation, and comes next week. First day of yeshiva, whether it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday, probably most yeshivas and girls' schools. And the boy or girl, your child's going to come home from yeshiva the first day. And there's going to be one of two reactions. Either there's going to be a big smile on their face or a big frown. And the first thing that a parent does is they get concerned because a parent only wants to see their child happy. When a child is not happy, the parent is not happy, and that's the way it should be. So they're going to say, do you like your Rebbe? Do you like your teacher? And the kid's going to say, well, if he's happy, he's going to say yes. And if he's not, he's going to say no. And then the parent's going to get all nervous, and they're going to call the Manal, and they're going to call the Rosh Yeshiva, and they're going to call everyone that they know that ever donated a dollar to the Yeshiva, and they're going to try to switch classes, and it's going to be a Gansa Balagan, and now the kid's going to switch out, and two other boys saw that he switched out, and they're going to try to switch out. And the first week comes in and the Rebbe is trying to get to know the boys and trying to get to start the class with a gishmak. And there's an exodus and kids are jumping all over the place and they're talking during the break and everyone's saying how he's leaving and coming and going. This is a topic that if you listen to what I'm saying, you might disagree with me, but if you listen hard enough, you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. First of all, there's no such a thing as a bad Rebbe. There's a Rebbe that might not be the perfect Shidduch for your child. That's fine. Or, your child might not be the perfect Shidduch for the Rebbe. He is an amazing Rebbe. He's a great Rebbe for every other boy. It might not be great for your child. So the first thing, and I heard this from many people, and I just heard this from Rebbe Bender about two hours ago. The words, do you like your Rebbe, is a very dangerous word. It's a very dangerous question. The question is not whether you like your Rebbe. The question that every parent should ask their child is, does your Rebbe like you? Because if it's in your ball, if it's in your court, I'm sorry, that you could like your Rebbe or not like your Rebbe, okay, so it's my decision. I'll let you know. Well, if he gave me a can of soda the first day of yeshiva, then I like him. If he put me next to my best friend that I'm going to talk to the entire year and disturb the class, then I like him, so on and so forth. If he did not give it to me, if he told me that I can't talk in class, if he gave me a strict look, now I don't like him. So this whole thing about kids, enjoy, whether they like their Rebbe or not, should really not be in, uh, in, in, in the vocabulary of any child. That's number one. Number two, Rebbeim, everyone has their own uh, style. You know, uh, some Rebbeim walk in the first day and, until Sukkot and they don't crack a smile and, and then as the, as the year goes on, they, 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 you know, they're, 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 they're face gets less and less serious and they become more and more, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're themselves because they're trying to run their class and that's the way they do it. Everyone has to do it the way they do it. I don't play these games. To me, I walk in the first day the same way as I, I try to walk in the same way the, the last day and the kids should have a great time and my class is, runs very, very tightly and there's no disturbances and there's no schmoozing. But it's really, it's a fun class. So it's, it's a tough. For me, it's a big battle because I, I'm, I, I try to make it gishmak and get them a little bit labadic and wild and I want them to, to be, to be uh, gishmak in the learning and, and jumping all over the place. At the same time, I also want them to be quiet. So that's my battle that I have to deal with. But every Rebbe has their thing. Please, I'm begging you, do yourself and your son a favor. And when he comes on the first day and the second day and the third day, and no matter what it is, don't jump. Wait, relax, give it another day. 
Give the child an opportunity to get to know his Rebbe. Give him an opportunity to get to know his style. And believe it or not, more times than I would probably say close to 100% of the time, if you give the boy the, the chance, he's going to love the class. There's a murder thing which people don't realize. Just like a person 40 days before he's, he, 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 he's, he's created... Gemara says, Everything is bashert. You know, we're very quick to say, oh, the shidduch was bashert. Yet that you walked out of your house and that the bus was waiting there as you walked out, the city bus just pulled up and you got your ride. There we forget to say that was bashert. No, no, no. It's only the big things. I heard a, I heard a beautiful word one time that that Hashem tzilchal yadi minecha, Hashem is like a shadow. What does it mean? As much as we show the Rebbeinu Shalolim that we are makir that His existence is here, that's how much He shows us His existence. As much ashkoch as we recognize, that's how much ashkoch He shows us. And that's the bottom line. There are people that uh, uh, they get onto a plane and, and the last minute they went off because they forgot their tefillin. And then the plane had an accident. They say, wow, there's a Rabbi Shalom. And the fact that they pulled up in front of the house and there was a parking spot waiting for them, nah, nah. There they don't recognize it. The same thing is when a person, a boy, is put into a class, it was, it was meant to be. This was a shidduch from Shemayim that a Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted this Rebbe with this child. Now you can go and do whatever you want. You can turn the yeshiva upside down. You can tell your, your, your son, don't worry, wait another few days, we'll take him out. And then, of course, if you ever say that to your son, he's never going to give it a chance because why should I? I'm switching classes. I'm going to the other class. You know, in, in some clients, some yeshivas, there's uh, one parallel, two parallels, and that's it. You know, I, where I work in Darchitar, there is eight parallels in the younger grades. In, 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 in seventh grade right now, there are five. Kenya Bublena, huh? Kenya Hara, yeah. I mean, it's, it's growing and growing. When, and when they built this building a few years ago, they, they, they had a cheshman of where it's going to max out. And I mentioned tracht in the Rabbi Nishleim Lacht. And, and uh, they're exploding. And now they're expanding. In the basement, they, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they put in 11 new classrooms for this year. It's unbelievable. But the Matthias is a kid says, look, I have a whole smorgasbord of a Rabbi to go. I don't like this one. This one's beard is too long. This one is bald. I don't like his glasses. I don't like his shoes. And you think you could dance around. But you have to recognize that if a parent gives the child the ability to... To, to be matzliach, he will be matzliach, you know? Don't badmouth the Rebbe. A kid comes home and he hears the parents speaking highly about his Rebbe, the kid automatically thinks highly of his Rebbe. It's an automatic thing, whether he's in first grade or eighth grade. And if a kid hears the parents, eh, just one, you know what it is, that one hand, a wave with the hand, eh, your Rebbe said that. You know, I had a story, uh, I think it was last, two years ago, my son came home, and he was very into his yarmulke. He was pulling it to the front and pulling it to the back. And, and, uh, and I said to him, what are you doing? He said, my Rebbe said, we need a bigger yarmulke. So the natural instinct is uh, that we should say, eh, <laughs> say that, you know, you don't have to be so firm, you know. I said, chas v'shon, don't. I stopped myself right away. If the Rebbe said that, in our, in our kids' eyes, we have to, the Rebbe is saying Kaddishim. There's nothing like him. Of course, the, the child will grow up. Don't worry. If anyone's worried that his son is too from, don't worry. I guarantee you it's, it's going to go down in, in, in Darga. Reb Shloyme Babever, Reb Shloyme Halbushtam, Zech Tzadik Levracha, he said that a balabatish, a fachniak de bacher, which is a really greased out bacher, will remain a chsidish younger man. 
a chesidah shabacher will remain a balabatish younger man. You know, it goes down. So I met a, peer, a, a woman in the grocery store, and I said to her, "So how are you boys doing?" And she goes, ah, "They're so yeshivish." I said, "Do you know there are tens of thousands of parents that will switch places with you any second? You're complaining they're too yeshivish. Don't worry. Remember what your what your son's rebbe says. You have to let your kid know he's the luckiest boy to have this rebbe. Of course, you know it's easier when they're in my class because then you know they're really." Stop smiling. All jokes aside, <laughs> but the Matthias is that this is what it's all about. And, and there's another big aside that I want to say before our break. That is, this I'm saying to the boys, whoever's listening, if a parent wants to give over this message also, and if it's a child listening, is a very important thing. We walk around with baggage. We have knapsacks of baggage. And we know what happened last year. And we know that we were thrown out of class. And my Rebbe gave me this on the report card. And I, my, when I, my parents came to PTA, they, they gave me this. And my mark was a, was a NI, which means it needs improvement. Or other boys, it means not interested. But, and we walk around with this baggage. And many, many years ago, my Rebbe told me I will never succeed. And, and this one told me this. And this one told me that. And the biggest side is a person has to know. When you come to Yeshiva the first day, take that knapsack. Drop it off as you're walking out of your house. There's garbage cans there. Some people have it in the backyard. So take it to the backyard. The baggage that you're walking around with, whether it's for a day, a month, a year, five years, throw it in there and walk into yeshiva this year for the first day and say, I'm a brand new man. What happened last year doesn't matter. What happened during the summer doesn't matter. My last year's Rebbe and me, it doesn't matter. What matters is today. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. Today is the day when I'm going to change my life and I'm going to become the greatest Bacher that I could possibly be. And that is an opportunity that each one of us has. And with that, we'll go to the break and we'll be back very shortly. J-Root Radio. Take the new route home. Me and my pal say everything is fine, say everything is fine, say everything's alright. Got myself a brand new car at Plaza, all these things. Me and my pal say everything is fine, say everything is fine, say everything's alright. Get yourself a brand new car at Call us at 718-975-9000. And now, the show you've all been waiting for. Only on JRootRadio.com. Tens of thousands of listeners. Bringing you the very best in Jewish music. Leo Shishi with Yoili. And here's your host, Yoili Carr. Not exactly, Yoeli, but uh, trying to take the place. Okay. As we're talking about Chinuch, there's one very, very, very important thing, and that comes before anything, is that a Rebbe or a parent or a child, we can all pretend and we can all try, but we have to remember that without the Rebbeinu Shloilim or nothing, it's Bezrat Hashem. Enjoy Bezrat Hashem from Yaakov Shweki. Inshallah, inshallah, la, la, la. Inshallah, 
Inshallah means Bezrat Hashem in Arabic. Enjoy. Inshallah, Be'ezrat Hashem, yes, Welcome back, welcome back. By the way, I want to just give a very important shout out, a very dear friend of mine for many years, Yaakov Blatter, got engaged, Mazel Tov, it's a very big simcha, Yaakov is not a young man, and Deib Shalfan should be a binyan, 
Adiyad, and we should see a lot of uh, he should see a lot of Mazel Baruch Vatzloch in his life. Amen, amen. I got a text message over here um, that we should not forget about the girls. I keep on saying the boys, your son, and that's uh, because obviously because I'm a Rebbe. But obviously, it's referring to the girls, uh, not just the same, but even more how important it is. And uh, whatever we're saying here about about giving your child the chizik and, and, and strengthening them to, to, to go and to be matzliach is uh, very, very important by the girls, at least as much as by the boys. Um, there is a... Um, I want to say, before you're just jumping about Mazal Tov and Mabuk, I would say you know, I have some few Mabuk also to uh, uh, Rabbi Pearl and his wife with the engagement of his daughter. Oh, Mazal Tov. Mazel Tov. And, uh, and also to Yaish and uh, Kababia family also uh, for the marriage of uh, their daughter and son and uh, Rabbi Griper, Mazal Tov. And Bekitsu, okay. Mazel Tov, the Egret family just gave birth to the sixth boy. Wow. Admeva Estrem, right? Not boys, though. Okay, so let's go into this issue. To continue with the topic of Bezrat Hashem, I want to talk about something that I had the schus of learning from a great story. So let me tell you the story that happened many, many years ago. I heard it was with the Chazanish. I heard it was with... Uh, the stipler, I heard it was with the Reb Shach. So it happened with one of the G'daylim in Bnei Barak. There were two Rosh Hashivas that came together to, to, to whoever this Rosh Hashiva is and said to him, we have this boy that did this and this thing and we want to throw him out of the yeshiva and we want to have your blessing before we throw him out of yeshiva. So I'm just going to pick Reb Shach because that's the first person that I heard it with. So Reb Shach says, what's the boy's name? So they say, making up a name, Simcha Friedberg. So Reb Shach says, no, 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 what's his name? He says, what do you mean? Simcha Friedberg. He says, no, what name? What do you use? How do you daven for him? And the Rosh Hashivas look at each other. They're, they're all embarrassed. We don't know. And he said, you have no clue. You don't daven for him and you want to throw him out of yeshiva. Of course he's not being matzliach. You don't daven for him. When I heard this Maisa many, many years ago, I said, if I ever become a Rebbe, and I never dreamed I would, I say this to my students all the time, when I was your age, I also didn't believe I'd become a Rebbe, and they laugh and they snicker, and I say, I did the same thing. So all of you out there that have the kayiches and the ability, don't laugh so hard. Your students will be laughing at you soon. <laughs> but I know what it is. Well, I just want to finish this, this, yeah. thought, this thought. I said, if I ever become a Rebbe, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get every single boy's name. Baruch Hashem, I completed my fourth year in the classroom, and I have every single boy's name. Every single year, in the beginning of the year, we work on it, and we get the boy's names, and I make a little card, and laminate it, and it's in my pocket. Every single day, I dive in for my students during Shmanes, three times a day, and there's nothing to talk about. A day that I, I feel like my, my davening was not the way it should be, I feel it in the classroom. If you daven for your students, there's nothing to talk about. You're going, first you're going to love them more. When you put your kaychas into somebody and you really mean it, and you daven for them, you're going to feel it a lot more. But, but, uh, but, but the Ebesh to give you siyat to the Shemaya, it has to be with the Rebbein Shalom. Every single thing that we do, you know, I'm not here to knock anybody. I would never knock a Mechanach, a Rebbe. But there are classrooms that there's one thing that goes on in the classroom. We walk inside and we're focusing on Gemara, Rashi, Tzitz, Rishon, and on and on and on and on. But it's very important, the Rebbeim that I know, 
we focus and we speak about the Rebbeinu Shalom. And kids have to hear this over and over and over. There's so much that is pulling the other way. There's so much technology and there's so much in, in, in the news and in, in novels that people are reading and all types of things. And if we don't get up there and talk about it more and more and more, we're, 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 we're getting ourselves into trouble. And on this topic, I have to say one thing. There are boys they're sitting in the classroom and you're talking and you see that there's like this huge fog, this cloud in front of their eyes. And you try and you talk and you talk and you talk. And then you call the boy over and you say, what video game were you playing last night? He says, how do you know? I say, well, how do I know? Because while I'm sitting here and I'm talking about machloikis, or I'm talking about a topic, a mishnah, halacha, whatever it is, in your mind, you're jumping up and down and hitting that coin. You're, 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 you're boxing in the, the boxing ring. Whatever video game you're playing... That's what you're doing in the classroom. And I call up the parents and I say it to them all the time. And I say this to parents and I'm parents, please, if you're listening, I'm begging you, listen to what I'm saying. A Rebbe could do anything. He could stand, he could scream, he could yell, he could act the Gemara out, he could change his voice, he could stand up on a chair. There's, there's nothing that he could do which could compete with a colorful, exciting video game. The Gemara is black and white, and we try to make it as colorful as possible, and we try to do the best things, and today's Rebbeim are unbelievable, they're unreal, one after the next, and they really are, but we can't compete with an Xbox, with whatever games they're playing, a PlayStation, whatever, you know, every day something else comes out, so I can't exactly tell you uh, what the new thing is, but we can't compete with that, and if you want, you, you want to know why your son is not being Matzliach, many times it starts off with, what is he doing at night at home? I'm not talking about the fact that he's not doing homework. We're not getting into that. But what is he doing? What's he reading? What novel does he have? And of course, it's very, very easy or easier when a parent is busy with different things. Give the boy the game. Leave me alone. Sit in your room and play. But just know that his mind is being fried and he's not using his mind for what he could. And uh, the next thing that happens is uh, he's not, he's not uh, focusing, and he's not focusing, so he's getting into trouble, he's getting into trouble, so he's a mechutzah, and he's being thrown out of class, and blah, 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 blah. And then it starts, uh, that's, where, uh, that's where it all begins. Many times with uh, the proper uh, raising a child without all these mishigas, and you save yourself a lot of medication later on in life. It's no, qu- you know what? it's no question about it, because we see it every day. Every single moment we see that they, when you come and do, try to compete with the this small square nobody can nobody can compete with this not the best rabbi even the best teacher but but you said you you know what we're talking about all the time in, in our show and all this stuff that think about the power of the tefillah the praying you know and I, it's beautiful what you say about praying for the student and it's very important to pray about ourselves you know because we come to the tefillah and this is issue that uh, we are losing our ashkafa. We come to feel like like a, a, a job. We're just making a mark. I did this. I did this. I did shachrit. I did uh, uh, musaf. I did. Uh, it's 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 not. It's not this. You have to to feel that you feel it. This this is the point of ashkafa. If a parents, if the kids doesn't feel the parents doing the same and praying for this. And then the best time, for example, I know that my wife sitting and lighting the candles in Shabbat, before Shabbat, and pray for the kids. This is direct to heaven, direct to the Rebbeinu Every single prayer is going to every place. 
and I, I would I would say that, that, that you say about the laminate card I have a different card in my pocket also you know about my kids and about my family about the railroad radio and I every pray every pray there we go. You know that? Yeah. and I'll tell you the traveling you have to give it over I give out my, my, my sheet before Purim every single boy gets a sheet Davin for your friends. Any boy that goes to Eritrea for Anachos Tefillin gets a laminated card. Of course, I add my name and my family's mm-hmm. names. Why not? I should also yes, get some exactly. feelers. I want to tell you, a parent came to me by PTA. It is unreal. These are the, these are the comments that, that mamish keep you going. That somebody in the family... Some, what happened was they were talking about something, about certain music that was going to be played at the Bar Mitzvah. And they wanted a DJ. And the boy told his parents, I'm sorry, but my Rebbe would not have a DJ at his son's Bar Mitzvah. Okay. So his older sister says, Yerebi, Yerebi, Yerebi. You think Yerebi really cares about you? This is the conversation. The mother repeats this to me at the PTA. And he says to her, Yes, he davens for me three times a day. You don't think he cares for me? It's real. These are things that are, we could play, we could pretend, but when something is real, That's kids exactly. eat it up alive. A mystique. Be a mystic and build a trust. That this is so important. The, 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 the truth, you know, that when you see uh, blah, 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 all this stuff, it's not working. It's not working. It can be the most funny g- teacher, the most uh, exciting teacher, but it's not coming from you out. Nothing will penetrate. The kids, it's like a, a wall. Kids okay. feel, you know, the kids feeling it, you know, and this is we say about to us as a parent. I'm not a rebel. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even close to be. But I'm saying this: the kids, and the, uh, we know this. We know from the kids that what kind of influence that on on the kids that you are really amistic and build a trust with them in the classroom, in the house. You don't don't say things that you don't believe. Just to just uh, smear away the kids away, and I know that sometimes uh, we all we all sinner of this, you know, we all team because we uh, sometimes it's, uh, we are human, as we said in the beginning of the show. Yeah, uh, and more than speaking about being human, a kid has to know. Kids listening, parents listening. There's many, many, many times a kid comes home and his rebbe gave him a psak that day, and now he's all tabrachen. I guarantee you, when your rebbe left the classroom. Or when you left the classroom, that whole entire sack that your Rebbe gave you and he was all upset at you, I'm willing to say 99% of the time, your Rebbe was not upset at you. He has to put up a show and he has to make believe he's very upset at you because you did whatever you did. But come back the next day and come back with a geschmack and come back with a smile. Trust me, your Rebbe does not want to see this guy with his nose hanging down all the way down to his stomach the next morning. Give it a sh- come back the next day. You'll see your Rebbe sitting there waiting with open arms for you to come back. It's very, very, very important. You know, I heard from my brother-in-law. He's a Rebbe in, 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 uh, in, uh, in Krasner, Rabbi Mati Kirshner. He said to me one time that parents would just give their kids a little bit more attention at home. It's so much cheaper than a tutor. You know, we spend $75 an hour, $100 an hour, an hour for therapists and sometimes giving your child, showing him that you're there for him. But I want to say what more than that, what he didn't say, I'd like to add. Giving him attention doesn't mean that you have to sit on the floor playing Play-Doh. Sometimes just listening to what's bothering him and talking to him about it. He comes unbothered. Don't push it away. Even if you feel that he's wrong or he's right, that the Rebbe's wrong, the Rebbe's right, just talk about it. Sometimes a conversation, showing him that he's a mensch, he's a human being. 
is worth everything in the world. Yes, I, I know what, and I know that we are, many times we don't have the time. Even you know, as a parent, as a father, I know that you know I'm my kids complain a lot of time. I'm in the radio more than that. that's definitely unwise. You see, so I, if I was your children, I, I would recommend they should dress up as a microphone, and you'll give yes. them more attention. I tell you, uh, and what I found a very very important things that uh, really it's it's working, uh, unbelievable. You come home, and if your son, your daughter is sleeping, go to slowly to the bedroom of the. Give you a kiss and a forward. Give a pet, you know, and said, I love you. And you see, even the, the deep sleep, they will see they're smiling. And, I'm, you know, they will smile and just observe into it. You know, even sit a few, few minutes next to them in the bed and get, they just, you know, they, they feel it. And uh, unfortunately, I don't have enough time to spend with my kids. I wish I could have, you know, but I, I because the, the radio with other stuff, And I make a deal with uh, with uh, Bonashulam, you know. I try to take care of you kids, try to take of kids of my my care, my kids, and I think it's working. Baruch Hashem, it's he's, I know he's, he's definitely worth making deals with. They say, uh, they is, say is my is my is my uh, is always my partner Bonashulam. This is about <laughs> about uh, Lord and Taylor, famous story. I don't know if it's a true story. But it's that's a definitely a legend that um, that uh, this person, the Schneider, this Taylor, opened up a store and he said. I'm going to be partners with you. 50% of the money goes to tzedakah. And uh, that's the, the Lord and Taylor. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so, you know what? Let's, let's uh, listen to a song that's very important to us. Uh, When we get back, anybody that has any comments to text or to call in, we'd be very happy to hear. We didn't have a lot of time for phone yes. calls because there was a lot of information that was given over. But if you have any comments, or of course the last minute or two, I don't know exactly how it works, but I don't yeah, want we'll to be a shout out. Yeah. Shout outs. And uh, we'll be able to roll it right into a Shabbos Chodesh El. Yes, 
יש בתורה, yes, wow, it's everything in the Torah. Everything's in the Torah. We had a few phone calls that came in now over this uh, music. One of them was saying, there was a story with Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky. Somebody went to him that he was having a problem with his child. Rav Yaakov said, daven for him every single morning and you'll see it'll, uh, it'll get better. And that's exactly what happened. It's unbelievable. This is the Metzius. This is the Metzius of, of, of what it is. And, uh, and uh, more than anything, uh, that we have to daven for our students and our children. Boys should daven for their rebbeim, that they should have koyich, that they should come in. A child does not understand, in his mind, is, uh, is, is very immature in this way. He doesn't understand that the rebbe comes in and he has a whole life, and he has a family, and he has children, and he has parnasa, and he has to go to the doctor, and he has to take blood tests and MRIs like everybody else. He has to change his flat tire and get uh, inspections and oil changes and, 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 and life. And people always say, Rebbe, yeah, big deal, 2.30, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, it's over. That's not when anything's over. That's when he goes home, and that's when he prepares for the next day and calls the parents and deals with and thinks about how am I going to deal with this child and what can I do to make him better and how do I explain this Gemara in a more exciting way because the way I explained it, the way I thought of it last year, it's amazing. So a person, a boy should daven for their rebbeim, for their t- and girls should daven for their moros. Uh, 
And, uh, and the parents, parents that, me. And parents the, the, having the, for the rabbis for also. The, the girls, and, what? And the parents also to have. And, and I want to, you, you spoke about before, about uh, the, the approach of the parents to the kids, uh, the first day, second day. Be melamed schut. This is very important. Very important to be melamed schut on other people. And this patience, 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 because it's working. And if you want your kids to challenge in life, to be more successful in life, this one of the power that knows to overcome some obsta- so-called obstacles, because Rebunah Shulam doesn't give us obstacle without any reason, and just kids can understand this is a reality, and this is a real life, and no, not always you can uh, uh, sit behind the, the parents' uh, shield, and one day you have to stand by yourself, and this is very important to giving uh, our children and ourselves this kind of approach. It's, uh, it's as to see that uh, it's really real life, you know, and uh, it it seems like you don't like the rabbi. Give him, give a chance. Give it the rabbi chance. Give a chance to the teacher. There's a system to work. Yes, I know that many times you have people, kids, that falling in between the chairs or with it. The the this uh, system. But 99% is uh, workable and give your se- the child the, the safety and I would say self-confidence that everything is for good and nothing is, nothing is for bad and it will work for, for his benefit. And what you said over and over, give your Rebbe a chance, give the class a chance. Don't go, don't be, 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 you know, I want to tell you something. The, the worst thing that happened with the, is these, these chats, you know, classroom chats. And one kid comes home and the mother puts it on the chat and suddenly everyone's busy giving their comments and everyone's cursing out. And you can take a Rebbe and in one second to flick him, you can take an amazing Rebbe who's doing an awesome job with your child and he puts in his koiches and you don't appreciate it or you do appreciate it sometimes. And a one one bad word that you give, and suddenly there's 30 people or 28 people that are reading it, and suddenly everyone has the same problem. Be very, very careful. Lashnar is terrible, but to speak Lashnar by your son's Rebbe, Rebbe your daughter's Moro, whatever it is, you've got to be very, very careful because his entire teaching for the entire year might go down the tubes. Yes. Your child might hear whatever you said, and it's, it's over. You know, I, I'm in a construction business, right? So am I. Yes, uh, so, exactly. But you see, I look at it, I see a building, and 40, 40 floors, 30 floors, 10 floors, 1 floor, and you can, you can basically knock down it in a split of seconds. One main one, one, one may be in one, you know, just one place that you put the, wrong, the, the, the dynamite, they put the sozo, they're cutting, the, and everything collapses. To build it, how long is going to take? Years. So to destroy is very easy. For all everything in our life, everything is in our life is destroying is very easy to break. Oh, I just you know, we are in disposable generation now. You you have you have this bottle, you just throw it away. Once upon a time this bottle was glass and you had to wash it and bring it back to the to the to store and to re- refill. Re- refill it. But we are disposable. So we get used to so many crazy stuff around it. Please, parents, try to be more solid and kids listen. Give a chance to everyone around you because the, our Chachamim is not the leader that uh, now running to the president and paid t- millions of dollars to be a president. A big shot, you know, to be a president, you know, working all day, working 24-7 and all this stuff. 
be like Moshe Rabbeinu. He never ran about to, he never, he never pay a penny to get to be a, a leader, or Rabbi, Rabbi Kanevsky Shalita, or Rabbi Shalita, uh, all the Rabbanim, that they, they become, you know, nothing, that's not important, What not, not another cell phone, not another car, the most important is the Torah, more important to be Ashkafa. So I'd like to finish off by saying, and if there's anybody that wants to do any shout outs, you have exactly 30 seconds left, I think it is, Boys, you just went through an amazing girls. summer. Girls, I, boys and girls, you just went through an amazing summer. Whether you were in sleepaway camp or in day camp, and you had so many midas that you were taught, whether it was through color war and Olympics, whether it was just in your classroom, whether it was your head counselor got up and darshaned, you were able to have the opportunity to help out another boy. Oh, such an important thing. I forgot about it, and I, I must say it right now. There's a boy in your class. Yes, you. I'm talking to you right now. And there's a boy in... In in, 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 in in your son's in your class who doesn't have the games you have and doesn't have a sibling to play with and doesn't have uh, 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 friends and, and, and all these type of things and you could invite him home you could give him these things you could you could give him his life be, be, be aware of the people around you be aware of your surroundings and know that you could change a boy's life you could change a girl's life by inviting her to your house, by inviting him to, to learn with you, to play with you, by, by maybe even inviting him when you go on a family trip. This is a little bit difficult, but the fact is, this is so important. You have the ability. Rabbi Sai, you just finished a great summer. Take all those lessons, take all those midas, take the gishmak and the excitement that you had and bring it into the school year with you and bring that excitement and the, the anticipation that you had to go to camp, bring that into the classroom, come with a gishmak and you'll see you will have an unbelievable year with great success in Seattle Dishmaya. Amen to all of you. Okay, so you know what? We have some, uh, let's see if we have callers, okay? Hello? Hello, you in there? All right, thank, thank you so you. much. Oh, she's the best. All right, thank, thank you so you much. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom, and let's bring the house down. And don't okay. forget, Yoli, this is for you. Always be, be, be simcha. simcha.